Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the Teacher Cast. My name is Haley. I run this podcast, um, which came to me a few months ago just because I had so many burning questions that I wanted to ask. And there's so many, you know, teacher pages on Instagram that I was really interested with the people. Um, and today I'm joined by Robbie. He is the first principal and principal in general that I've had on my podcast. So I'm really happy to be joined by Robbie today. How are you, Robbie? That's a bad thing for having me on. How are you? I'm not too bad either. I'm currently stuck in my room. Um, COVID finally got me. So uh, yeah, I suppose I'm just making the most of it and trying to stick to a normal day, getting up and getting dressed, making my bed, trying to have some sort of, yeah, exactly, a routine. Um, Robbie, if for anyone that has never come across your Instagram page, maybe if you'd like mm. to introduce yourself, um, maybe how long you've been a principal, what you did before that, and how you, you started off um, in teaching and education. Yeah, no problem. Um, so my name is Robbie O'Connell. I am an administrative primary school principal in St. Brendan's National School. It's in Blennerville, just outside. From, some people might know it from the years of school tours, some of you have been in Munster in the Munster area, it's a little, uh, beautiful windmill, it's a beautiful setting and it was popular uh, for school tours. Um, well here for the last four years, prior to that I was a um, mainstream class teacher, County Cork, so I moved county uh, for principalship in lots of ways, um, so I'm a Cork man stranded in Derry, um, <laughs> which is you know a, a, bone, a bone of contention for a lot of my friends etc um so st brendan's national school Benerville has 215 students at the moment it's a mixed school um it's just outside of town um and all told it's a fantastic school it's a fantastic opportunity for me loving the role so far it's obviously been challenging um and you can find me at positive principal on instagram so where i share i suppose my thoughts um i share effective um, a lot of it is focused, obviously, based on the username, positive primary principle, based on positivity, positive psychology, uh, well-being. I put a lot of emphasis being we as a school put a lot of emphasis into well-being um, and well-being initiatives. So that's it, really. Um, and that's, that's what the page is about. And it's all about sharing and knowledge, sharing perspective and obviously offering advice to anyone who's looking for it as well. That's super, Robbie. It's, you know, there's not many principals mm. on Instagram. I, I can only kind of think of a handful. I know Irish primary teacher Neve. she recently got promoted to principal um, yeah. in, a, in a new school. So it is a new concept. And I suppose um, I'll, I'll touch more on that later in the episode. But it's interesting that you say that you moved from Cork to Kerry because a lot of Kerry men go mm. to Cork. I know yeah. Mr. Moontor yeah. himself, he's a Kerry man That's and he had to fly off to, to Cork. Yeah. But like, yeah, and like, I suppose we'll be touching on it later uh, about NQTs and different things like that. And, you know, going forward and securing jobs, etc. Mm -hmm. But like, you know, and I talked about this before in other podcasts, and other uh, lives for Instagram, etc. Yeah, you have to be flexible. You have to be proactive. You have to be. And we touched on it before we came on air. Yeah, you know, um, you need to take control. You know, like you are in control of your career. You are in control of. You know, people have a fixed mindset about. You know, as we talked about previously, 
you know, what if I don't get a job in my local school, mm-hmm. you know? Um, so you need, sometimes you need to go outside your comfort zone, you know, and need to challenge yourself and be it, you know, you mentioned Mr. Moontor, Adam, you know, he was subbing here in this school. He's, uh, his mom is actually an SNA in this school. And I, you know, we worked, Adam worked here for a long time as a sub and he did teaching practice here, etc. But simply wasn't getting enough work in Kerry, you know, a lot of rural schools, a lot of small schools. So he took the decision to go to Cork, which was a brave one, you know, and he's thriving as a result. So, you know, you need to be open minded is my message there on that, you know. Yeah, I can definitely uh, see that from, you know, a perspective of living, as Dublin people would say, down yeah. the countryside. Like in Dublin, I'm spoiled for choice, to be honest with mm. you, Robbie. Um, and I'd say anyone that's listening from the the greater Dublin area will agree that, you know, there is such a demand for teachers and schools. Um, but I suppose... What we would like to maybe touch on today is a principal's perspective in general with particular advice for NQT. So like that, um, my NQT year is just around the corner. I spoke briefly about that to mm. Maria on a, on a different episode about, you know, having the mindset and setting that, you know, rightly in your in your, in your mind. So I suppose um, an NQT year, like, I don't know, Robbie, if you maybe have any memories from your own NQT mm. year that you'd like to share. Um, is there any preconceptions people have about an NQT year, or maybe is there any surprises that might come to me when I do mm-hmm. qualify? Yeah, I think to be honest, it can be, and I and it's not a negative thing to say, but uh, NQTs can overthink the NQT year. Yeah, you need to have change, I suppose, your outlook and perspective on it. Um, and to have a positive outlook on it is that you are qualified, you've done your teaching practice, you've done your college, um, you're entitled to be there. You know, this this inferiority complex mm-hmm. shouldn't even cross your mind. Now, I know it's only natural to do so. Oh, I'm the, I'm the least qualified and the least senior in this school. Yeah. So if we just flip it, the, first, the, the best thing to do is just be proactive trust and back yourself. You are qualified, as I said earlier. Mm-hmm. Um, everybody has been there at some point. We all have a starting point. We all have somewhere uh, that we began at. And I, yeah, looking back at my own NQT year, I got fantastic support. Mm-hmm. I got fantastic support, not by sitting in my room every day, um, coming and going. And you know, and a lot of teachers love the fact that the uh, of a role of a, a teacher is that you're in control of your own classroom. You you know, they are your class and you have that independence, mm-hmm. you know, which is great, but you need to be proactive. You know, you go into a new school, you need to show your strengths, um, ask for help, you know, yeah. informally chat to teachers uh, on your corridor. It could be a big school, it could be a small school. Um, you know, I'm not saying you have to be around at school every day all all evening waiting four or five o'clock to talk to people or whatever but you know no kind of putting yourself out there um asking for help um trust yourself back yourself and don't be afraid to put yourself forward you were probably um for the role be it maternity be a fixed term be it or whatever it may be to fit the current needs of that school so you obviously um taxes in the interview and you need to kind of follow through on that really put yourself forward when you're ready if you're musical you know volunteer to help out 
you don't have to lead anything yet if you don't want to. Um, you know, then again, if you would like to lead something, lead it. You know, if you're sporty, you know, um, you're a particular sport, an interest in a particular sport, played a particular sport, put yourself forward, you yeah. know. Um, so they're the kind of things that would um, always, um, you know, back yourself, you know, yeah. put yourself in the, you know, and maybe work on your rapport with the staff. If your rapport with the staff uh, needs working on, if you yeah. think it is, but hit the ground running, you are qualified, you deserve to be there and enjoy it is the best thing I'd say. Yeah, I think that's a really nice way to look at it. And again, it's about building this foundation of the mindset going in. And I think mm. for a lot of people, um, it doesn't matter whether it's your first year out or you're subbing or whatever it may be. I do think there is this element of, I suppose they term it imposter syndrome. And it's like, yeah. well, I'm not good enough or I, I couldn't do that. And I think it's it's like that taking the leap and hit the ground running and going for it. Mm. Do you believe then, Robbie, the, the Drihid, um program is something that is just fundamental for an NQT that's the backbone of that transition into this qualified role um what's your opinion on that because obviously I not so much like the process but more so the support that it offers um I, I'd love to hear more about that absolutely it's a it, the model that I would have done with obviously is um the the dip year the dip year yeah that would have been just a totally different model the Drihid model is fantastic it's yeah. more uh um, inclusive it's more supportive um you know and it's definitely something that it had to move in that direction uh before the old model was very very i suppose didactic it was very 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 theory based um in lots of ways and drill is much more practical and there's more in school support as you know yeah and usually there's a teacher designated to help out on that and our teachers that are trained in Drihid, et cetera. Yeah. So yeah, I'm all for it, you know, and go, go back what we touched on earlier. Triggers will always be there, as you said, Haley. you know, mm -hmm. and self-doubtioning, imposter syndrome, et cetera. It's how you manage them, you yeah. know, um, it's how you manage the way forward. Um, but yeah, I'm all for Drihid. It's a fantastic system. What's your own thoughts on Drihid? Well, for me, I, I don't really know much about it. All I know is that I'm going to have to get a folder and I'm going to have to get yeah. myself organized. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I probably will, you know, like you said, like having that proactive approach, like I'll probably want to look at, you know, school plans, like, you know, does third class study Australia? Are they looking at China? Yeah. Do you know, um, see what would be the long term plans getting involved in that? What are some of the initiatives the school or school is running or wants yeah. to run, whether that's for, you know, the amber flag for mental health for Pieta House yeah. or that's for, you know, going for another green flag or is it, you know, movement breaks? Is it something in STEM? Is it biodiversity? is it science um so yeah I think like it's exciting because I don't know what school I'm going to be in um I'm definitely going to put myself out there and you know apply to keep my options open and I, I'd probably say everyone would recommend to, to do that and see what comes to you what comes to the table because like that you don't have any choice unless you have options so yes yeah um yeah um Robbie just you mentioned you're a big advocate there for positive psychology and well-being mm -hmm. in the classroom mm -hmm. and just in education in general so how yeah. how as a principal uh, do you foster that and um would would that be something that would be really interest like really poignant for you I suppose or really you know yeah oh, stand absolutely. out to you in in application processes yeah. or application forms yeah um it, it's just something that 
I suppose I did. I did. I worked as a social care worker, teaching and going into education, um, and that was a good background, you know. Yeah. Um, I suppose what that taught me, that course taught me in social science and UCC, um, was that always take into account what could be going on in someone else's life yeah. at any one time, you know, no matter what job you're in. But crucially, in education, um, I, you know, it's something that you need to be uh, have it in the back of your mind, as I said. Um, and you often hear this, oh, pupil-centered, pupil-centered approach, child-centered approach, uh, pupil well-being, pupil well-being, etc. Mm-hmm. So, but in my opinion, in my job as a school leader, you can't really put pupils first if you put staff second. Mm-hmm. So where I start is, you know, they might be working on my rapport with the staff, making sure the staff have everything they need to operate their classrooms, mm-hmm. um, you know, speaking to them informally, being there for them, making the staff aware that I'm there for them yeah. at every opportunity to come to me if they have any issue. I'm there to help them. Um, you know, leadership is a contact sport. You know, I saw that quote recently. I thought it was quite um, quite um, provocative, really, yeah. or something quite powerful yeah, you know, yeah. that it is a contact sport. And relationships are key. So if there's a great atmosphere in school, that you know you know culture um american phrase culture eats strategy first you could have all of the plans all of the policies all of the lovely mission statements on the wall yeah but the atmosphere of the school children aren't going to thrive or pupils aren't going to try school if the staff aren't happy if there's not a good atmosphere there and i see that as just the main i suppose um motivation for me is to make sure as Ben that I'm sub- there to support the staff in everything they do. Mm-hmm. And that then leads on to a workplace for the children and for the staff. So as I said, it's often forgotten that you know, um, yeah. teachers, their well-being, their uh, welfare, um, they all have lives outside of school. They're all professionals, but we all need help. We all need assistance. And there's a lot of there's a there's a huge pastoral role to teaching as such. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that's that's what I try to do as best I can. How is that done in practical terms? Your task, um, treating the staff from yeah. time to time, recognizing mm-hmm. um, their good work, praising their good work, um, including them in decisions. You know, making sure that they're involved in the decisions, making sure that their voice is heard. Um, You know, you're on about student councils and everything else, giving the pupils a voice. The staff need to have a voice and they're not going to be with you or, you know, um, any policy or any initiative if they just don't feel included. Yeah. Roll it all back. Yeah. If they feel happy, you're going to get a bit of, um, I suppose, um, people going against you. And that's only natural to a point. But yeah, 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 it's about getting the culture right as you can. You know? Yeah, I think that's a great way to look at it because for me, going into my NQT year, like I want to work with a principal that's approachable, flexible, mm. open to new ideas, open to taking my ideas maybe into yeah. consideration. If you know, I think, oh, I don't know, it's something to do with ICT because that's ICT something yeah. I'm passionate about or whatever it may be. But for you know, students going for their first interview, what is something that maybe you would um remind them of or advise them to do when going for an interview? Yeah, I suppose an interview setting um 
the best thing and an advice that was given to me a long time ago was to simply leave yourself in the room. I remember hearing that first. I was like, what does he mean by that or whatever? <laughs> the ghost I of asked, my past. <laughs> yeah, yeah. To actually leave yourself in the room. So to leave such a mark on the interview board that they, and he, what he said, but what he was saying was leave your personality there. You know, yeah. don't forget to show your personality. Yeah. We all will have these learned answers. Yeah. Um, we'll all, we don't want to sound like a robot. <clears throat> Excuse me. So what he's basically said, and the advice I got, and it's stuck with me ever since, just make yourself stand out in a certain way. Maybe say something that others won't say. Um, what I mean by that, an example of that would be if you did your teacher practice in the school, for example, state that in the interview, mm-hmm. say to the principal in front of the principal or the chairperson of the board of management, if you don't mind me saying so, this is a fantastic school. This is, uh, I, I have a good relationship with the principal based on my teaching practice. So say something that, be brave, you yeah, know, go for uh, it. that will that will help your job. But ultimately, don't be afraid to show the interview panel what you're like, your personality, your sense of humor, mm-hmm. um, you as a person, you know, that we're not robotic. That would be the best piece of advice I give. That's brilliant advice i i definitely think like you want to you want it to be personal to you and what you can bring and show your talents um which yeah, I, yeah like that i think uh, is really good advice um i know robbie you were asked some questions off of instagram and i mm. suppose um there the might be principals also listening to this you know um who are maybe you know might have to fill roles for nqts for next year or whatever it may be but for you as a principal how how do you manage your time yeah, um, I suppose I'm laughing because in you know uh, I have uh, colleagues who are teaching principals and you know we got a running joke of admin principals, teaching principals, and oh, sure you're all day in the office and what are you doing and all this kind of stuff. Yeah. But any either way, we're busy. Every day is different, etc. Be a teaching principal, be an admin principal. But how do I manage my time? I work off the four D's, which are probably well known by everybody. Uh, the first D is do it. The second D is defer it. The third D is delegate it. And the fourth D is dump it. Um, <laughs> so in a, in a nutshell, I prioritize, yeah. you know, uh, you, you need to look at the bigger picture. You can panic and I have done so in the past and you know, you need to look at the timing of something. Um, and like, as I say, go back to them, you either do it. If you need to do it, does it need to be done now? Defer it, you know, if necessary. Delegate it, where an in-school management team comes in, or yeah. somebody as a school leader, a school principal, need to delegate um, for yeah. obvious reasons. But the main reason you delegate is to empower others, is to develop leadership capacity in others. Mm-hmm. I, straight up, I'm nowhere near, uh, I'm not musical in any way. I'm not into drama in any way or the arts in general or far from talented in the, in the arts in general. So if I was going to go out and lead the Christmas concert or a school play, then the whole thing would be a car crash. <laughs> so it's, it's, it's where it's knowing your strengths. And like, that's yeah. part of timing as well. Mm-hmm. Why would I take that on when I know, first of all, I wouldn't do a good job, honestly. Yeah. So you delegate that, but you know, some, leaders and some principal or some managers or no matter what sector you're working in 
find it hard to delegate, you mm-hmm. know, um, and then again, prioritize. They take on the too last much. Day. Don't, yeah, just dump it. Does it need? Does it need to even be addressed anymore? Is it on the table anymore? Um, or why are we even talking about it? You know. Yeah. yeah. Um, there's a Pew model at, at management level. There's uh, planning, integrate, embed, and wait. Um, that's a nice model to look up if anyone um, uh, wants to look it up at some stage. Uh, mm-hmm. P I E W. Um, that's a model that you'd look at, I suppose, in relation to initiatives. Uh, there can be an initiative overload in schools. I'd be guilty of that. Every leader, you know, as you said earlier, around about amber flags, mm-hmm. uh, green flags, um, young scientists, um, all these awards, all of these competitions. You can't do everything. You can't enter everything. So yeah. I suppose what's your focus? And the Pew model has worked very, very well for me uh, in consultation with the staff, obviously. Where are we at? Where do we want to go? What's our priority this year? And you have a kind of a, a you have a set plan, you know. And obviously, I said set, but things are very, very flexible. But to answer your question in a roundabout way, prioritize. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. and I think it's the same with um, I, I suppose running an Instagram page and yeah. podcast and uh, assignment after assignment, and you know, getting forms in. I think prioritizing, but also planning as well, planning out your day, and you know, like that, making sure that you're you're taking what you have to get done that day. Like if something's yeah. due or something's happening, um, you, you need to you need to plan, really, don't you? Absolutely, yeah. You know, and you know the the more planned you are, obviously, the more comfortable you're. Like I I I don't blame it. There has been times outside of uh, my dip or whatever that you have gone into a classroom, and that you mightn't be as planned as you were on a given week and a given yeah. day. Mm-hmm. It's very very hard to wing a day in front of 30 students totally. you know so yeah. um you know or there could be various reasons for that you're not as planned as you would have been based yeah. on Personal life circumstances yeah. you know you might have been sick for a few days and you go back into action um you know teaching is a fantastic job we all know that yeah but it's a very demanding job and mm-hmm. then the, i suppose if you're not planned um and every single thing we do once you go into the classroom everything is drawn from you you know children um, need to ask for permission to do practically everything, you know, so yeah. it's quite challenging um, from that perspective. And if there's something going on in your life or you might be on, you know, just in bad form or whatever, yeah. teaching can be even more challenging, you know, and yeah. I suppose you need to put, think at the back of your head, I'm here for the children, you know, we get through the day, et cetera, et cetera. But that's what's the most challenging point, part of teaching um and working education is you mm-hmm. know because there is so much that is incumbent upon us um and is drawn from us every single day yes we have a, a shorter working day but as you know Haley, the minute yeah. you set foot in the school mm-hmm. you I'll are go. on 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 you know yeah. there's very little downtime down to even your lunch you know I totally i have to totally agree <laughs> yeah i mean i like i'm subbing in a role now up until my next school placement which like is gonna happen at the end of february but sure with all the uncertainty at the minute and yeah. you know the subbing crisis and, and all that we don't know but like that i am i obviously wasn't in school there on tuesday i was in on monday and uh like i i tried to 
as best I can. I, I try and plan when I'm subbing like that a day in ahead. A so like I had written all the plans for the next day. So whoever's going to come in and cover <laughs> for the sub, um, it like mm. the plan's already there. And I think it's just being that one step ahead um all the time like don't be too ahead because like that you have to look back on your teaching and reflect because you could spend two you could plan for two days at the end of the week to do i don't know adding money but the but the students already know to do that you're not going to spend two days doing that so yeah i i would agree with you though robbie it is all go whether it's photocopying or catching yeah. up or getting on to support teacher or figuring out what's going on um yeah it's meant it's mentally draining you know like obviously it's not the overly physically draining area yeah, you know um bar obviously the practical elements of teaching and pe and drama and music or whatever you're doing but yeah, yeah it's quite mentally draining mm -hmm. you know um in a good way in a positive way yeah. but like that's just the reality of it yeah you know you'd be quite tired mentally yeah after a school day uh, yeah. for obvious reasons but yeah and that's often forgotten about you know um hence holidays are more than justified you know and yeah. that's the the actual proper downtime mm -hmm. is what is required um for obvious reasons for teaching teaching in the teaching world and education be it secondary primary third level or whatever the fact that it is so taxing um mentally um you're always giving and, yes you're always giving and as i said the planning as well that goes into it prior to any lesson yeah you know getting the materials yeah yeah you know that is all part of it and that often takes place after hours it takes place at the weekends it play, takes place at holiday time yeah um every teacher is conscientious every teacher is doing their best for the children to make their lessons as innovative fun as possible for the children as well you know yeah, yeah absolutely robbie as a principal what is one thing or a resource that you can't live without like i think for me Oh God, I don't mm. think I could teach without an interactive whiteboard. Is that is that terrible to say? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, you're probably so used to it and you're Yeah. As you said, it's fundamental. You're an advocate of ICT and you you're 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 okay with ICT, you know. That's yeah. something that um yeah, that that yeah, that you could definitely not live without and we've got so used to technology, mm -hmm. you know. Um, my visualizer as well. I bring yeah. that thing everywhere and I actually get asked all the time like do you have to download the software it's literally USB so like and when when mm. children have never experienced a visualizer before they're like wait a mm. second they're, they're trying to they're trying to understand like wait it's she has it there on the table but it's up on the board they don't know what's happening <laughs> yeah there's just so many there's just so many resources out now totally. you know the, the, the days of chalk and talk are gone yeah you know and I suppose a big thing you know I suppose well it's well it's it's emerging in education it's uh 21st century skills I suppose there's something that um in the Middle East in particular they've been doing working on them for a long time and it's coming into I suppose the Western world of education now yeah um it's just changing the whole didactic form of education as you said mixing it up with visualizers um obviously the whiteboard uh group work work collaboration teamwork um you know children giving children the responsibility to be in control of their own learning um mm -hmm. that kind of stuff you know so yeah. they're the kind of things that but go back to answer your question what is a resource that i couldn't live without i suppose um the last couple of years i've done courses in leadership and yeah. different things and a, a big feature of those courses has been a reflective journal yeah so at first i was kind of saying oh is this a bit what wishy-washy is this a bit kind of hippy, dip, <laughs> hippy dippy or whatever 
and sitting down gathering my thoughts every evening. But yeah. once I bought into it and started writing down my thoughts um, based on maybe weekly, daily, writing in quotes that I came across or quotes that I've, I found interesting or interesting stories on, on the past day or past week or ever. And basically learnings. And I do, you know, stick to it. And I, as I said, I mightn't do it daily, uh, but I definitely do it on a weekly basis is, I suppose, takeaways from the week mm-hmm. at the month um, or the, whatever it may be. And looking at, I suppose, uh, feeding forward um, my learnings, you know, yeah. um, and reflecting on what went well, what didn't go well, what resonated with me this week. Um, or even, you know, the way something's an idea to you yeah. um, and that you I jot it down in my reflective journal. So it hasn't always been usually, you know, in the classroom setting, it's something more hands on and more practical. But from a school principal's point of view, a, re- a reflective journal is something that I've really uh, taken on board. And I know I just don't think I could uh, live without it. Yeah, I I find it interesting. I I hear this word, this buzzword reflection quite a bit. And especially as a student teacher um, through throughout a pandemic, um, I'm actually student rep as well for my co my college cohort. So I've sat in on meetings and often there's been like an external examiner and a big thing that they're pushing with students assignments is reflection and being this reflective uh, practitioner so that, you know, every day, every day, like when I'm subbing, I'm like, I'm reflecting back oh could I could I've done that better you know and that and that's that's placement that's that's why it's called practice and yeah like that I think having um, a reflective journal is something that's really important yeah and as you said hey we 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 reflect in our head it's like oh that was a tough day now or oh but I suppose you're putting it paper and you know no matter what format you want to do it in or no matter what way you want to write it down or you know, mind map it or whatever. Mm-hmm. There's a lot, there's a bit of, I suppose, um, there's a bit of, I suppose, what am I the word looking for is um, separation from the day, separation from the week. And it's just putting it on paper and lear- using the learnings then going forward, you know, mm-hmm. um, and it, it being reflective. As I said, I was <laughs> quite uh, dismissive of at the start, but yeah. now going forward, it's just something that is essential for me in my role there's so much going on on a daily basis and it's good to just take time out um and again you know what worked well what didn't work well and Mm. how will i improve on it and and, or some days there could be very little and some you know some days there's um, an awful lot it varies you know yeah i I can totally resonate with what you mean by it being like wishy-washy like you Mm. see an assignment and you're you're doing your lesson plans and then it says write a 300 word reflection you're like oh here we go again you know but it does make sense um i do i do think it's something that's important um robbie have you any funny teaching moments or at principalship moments that you would have that come to mind or that you'd like to share yeah, there's numerous throughout the years, um, but I suppose one that's, that happened to me uh, quite early in my teaching career, I suppose, as um, and it just reflects the innocence of childhood, yeah. you know, um, I, children think we live in the school, you know, children think <laughs> yeah. that, they, they think we sleep there every night, they think, you know, that our life is the school and that's it, we don't yeah. have a family. We don't even have brothers or sisters or whatever. They don't even consider a, our parents, our own parents, etc. But 
they just think that we're there, uh, which we are, to to help them and assist them, etc. But yeah. that we just don't have a life outside of school. <laughs> so I suppose well, I went, went into, I think it was the fourth class I had at the time. And again, the fact that they weren't overly young, they're 10, 11, it's again the usual Monday morning. How was your weekend? How did you get on? And they're on about we had a match and I went to the cinema and the usual carry on. Yeah. And then one boy put up his hand and he went to speak to me and he was all excited. And I said, oh, yeah. I said, oh, yeah, John, how did you get on over the weekend? Have you any news to share? And he, I saw you at the weekend. I said, oh, very good. Where did you see me? <laughs> and he said, I just saw I just saw you in Douglas. And he said, you were wearing a tracksuit. <laughs> and I said, yeah, I was. <laughs> it was a Saturday and I was wearing a tracksuit. And, you know, <laughs> I just said, the, we, we often, with all these policies, procedures, you know, we're in a school mm-hmm. full of children. It just put a bit of perspective how innocent they are. You yeah. know, and I said, this child was 10, mm-hmm. if not nearly 11. Yeah. And he was genuinely shocked that, first of all, I was out and about yeah. on, a, <laughs> on a Saturday and that I was wearing a tracksuit because, you know, he's so used to seeing me in, I suppose, smart, casual uh, clothes in school or whatever yeah and you know it was just the wonder the innocence of youth I just thought it was quite funny um and quite uh, and it really just resonates with me ever since you know yeah I find I get that enthusiasm um mm. in the classroom particularly if we're doing something like geography and we're, we're re- or, re- or even English and we're reading about something and I'm like oh I've been there has anyone yeah. else been there and th- you know if it's like because I used to yeah. live in Toronto and I, we were yeah. we were talking about waterfalls and I was like oh I've been to Niagara Falls and then sure mm. I got a picture up of me at Niagara Falls and, and they're all there like she yeah. was actually there this is real yeah. do you know but it, yeah. it, it is it does show the innocence and the you know the excitement and the you know the adventure that is out there and that's something that um I, I just love to see their faces because they just can't yeah it's beyond them do you know yeah. they're just like what is this yeah you know, well, and I guess, you know, be it living locally or not living local yeah. to the school or ever, it doesn't matter where you are, wherever you see them. But I suppose we've all, you know, met or seen a teacher outside of school as well. Yeah. And you don't know what to say to them or do to them with them or say, you know, how to converse if they converse with you. We're all shy, but that's just something that just stood out to me and just, I suppose, um, resonated with me for ever since yeah oh that's such a nice memory yeah. to have mm. Ravi is there a quote in particular I know you said that you you've come across many over time and but mm. is there any that really um really stands out to you and is something that you would remind yourself of or maybe something that you'd have in your office that you know keeps you on on track yeah um I suppose we've touched on it earlier and it's a quote by Simon Sinek um he does a lot of leadership he's written a lot on leadership and he simply said, leadership is not about being in charge. It is about taking care of those in your charge. Aww. So that is something that is something that always uh, uh, has stuck with me. It is something that I need. I need, like I said, I'm far from perfect. I'm far from a model principle. You know, I have my flaws, etc. But I think that grounds me. Yeah. You know, we are in a school. As uh, another thing that grounds me an awful lot, is we're in a school full of children. It's not a clinical setting. It's not a hospital setting. The environment should be as fun as possible. Yeah. The physical environment even, you know, mm-hmm. um, is there enough, you know, fun posters around? Is the playground sufficient enough? Is there anything we can add to add that element of fun to yeah. the children's day? Yeah. But yeah, that's one that really, really sticks with me. And that is really one that I try to live my um, my, my principalship by. You yeah. Know? So 
it's not about being in charge or being didactic or being um, autocratic or whatever it may be. Yeah. It's simply about taking care of those in your charge, which yeah. can be forgotten, you know, mm-hmm. um, you know, it's, you know, I'm not saying that every school is perfect or every school leader is perfect, mm-hmm. but it's something that can be forgotten, you know, in the midst of SSE and the school inspections and everything else. We're all human. We all have lives outside. Yes, teaching is an important role, but we have a life outside of teaching as well. And like, yeah. you know, life doesn't go smoothly for people. That's right. And big part of my role is to support um, my staff, you know? Yeah. So that's that, that's where it all, and you could, you, you know, I hear people giving out COVID and giving out about this and giving out about that. Mm-hmm. You know, you just have to be proactive. You have to be at the end of the day, I suppose we don't grow either when things are easy. You know, we grow when there's challenges, yeah, you know, and I obviously agree. COVID has been a challenge for yeah. everybody Major. in schools, no matter what your role, yeah. you know, but deep down, you know, we've had to get on with it, roll up our sleeves and do so for the children. Mm-hmm. Yes, you could give out about the government, you can give out about the ministry, you can give out about funding, but deep down, you know, there's children in your school, in your school community, there's parent school community, yeah, and there's teachers in your school community. So I'd extend that as well, Haley, to you know, the school community, you know. Mm-hmm. It's not just the pupils, it's not just the parents, it's just not the teachers, it's everybody in the school community, yeah, is what I try now. You might say that may be unattainable, sorry, to take care of all of those, but I try my best and I have it to the forefront of my mind, you know. Yeah good relationships with those in the community and especially when you know like I'd say the contrast now if I went to your school to a school I've been in Mm. in Dublin like I'd find it really interesting actually I have I have this image I I was on your school website having a a little look (laughs) and I was looking at like the principal's message and it looks like it's surrounded by lots of land which is nice um or maybe I'm wrong. I'd have to That's have a, a look on Google. Setting, yeah, yeah. I'd have to have a look on Google Maps and see exactly, you yeah. know, what's in your locality. But um, yeah. it definitely looks like very spacious. Like, mm. what, am I right in saying rural? Would you would you say yeah, it's rural? Yeah, just a, yeah, yeah. So like, you know, your community there would be smaller, and it is important. Mm. And I think it is fair to say the wider community too, which is really, really good. And I, the one thing about that quote that you mentioned that I thought was really nice was the word mm. care in that yeah. message. And I think for, you know, one thing like people say, oh, well, what should I put on my, you know, I'm, I am I want to apply for the master's and I don't know what to put on my, you know, my um, application or my mm. personal statement. And I really think care, having a care, like a caring quality is really important because you're taking children into your care and like that. Uh, Robbie you're taking principals into your or not principals teachers into your care mm. so it's yeah. this knock-on effect and it's all just about a caring um supportive environment yeah like you know no matter what walk of life in your you know, that's what that's that's key you know yeah uh, put things in perspective look at the bigger picture yeah sure you know totally. um you know and just doesn't cost anything that the well the well first it doesn't cost anything to be kind to be nice you yeah. know um and, and in these times and at any time you know they, they come to the forefront even more so you know totally um yeah absolutely robbie is there anything that you'd like to ask me before we wrap up this episode yeah i suppose you know, we've been talking about nqts and principles and their relationship and different things like that 
I suppose you and your your adventure at the moment. Um, I suppose your college career, your teaching career is in its infancy, really. Um, <laughs> you know, and I'd like to compliment you on your, I suppose, sharing of knowledge, sharing of ideas, being bored for people who might be in the same year as you, a year behind you, just mm -hmm. about to start. So that's what I find about, I suppose, Instagram or the teachergram or whatever they want to call it yeah it's definitely a it's a sharing platform it's networking mm -hmm. um you know as i said we've met personally we've only met today virtually but yeah there's a lot to be gained from it so as i said i i, I compliment you and praise you on helping and being there for others like when i was in when i was in teachage uh in marino and dublin as a postgrad or even as an undergrad in ucc doing social science yes yeah. Instagram wasn't there. This support network wasn't there. And this takes, you know, it, there's a lot of time and effort that you put into this, Haley, which I think you deserve credit for. And you're not the only one, obviously. But mm -hmm. going back to my, going back to your question, what yeah. would, what I would like to ask you, what, what are your expectations or what would you like to, what do you look for in a principal? Um, I think that's a really good question, Robbie, because mm. firstly, I just want to say thanks so much regarding the Instagram and I, I'll answer your question just a second. Mm. But just on that, I think I think what we've gone through in the last two years as society has been something that we've never seen in our lifetimes. Like even I talked to my parents about it and they're like, we've never seen anything like this before, yeah. you know, and yeah. I think uh, people turn to social media, particularly through the pandemic. So, you, you know, I never officially have gone to any trainings with my college um in person to meet my you know my um what would you call them not co-workers um supervisors the, or the other students like in my in my oh, class right. like I've yeah. not officially met them so I think um turning to Instagram not only like I initially I set it up to to track my own journey but I've learned like that I've learned so many skills and so and I've gained so many ideas and I've networked with so many people like yourself um, and yeah. through this and I really think I've taken so much from it like there's I couldn't really think of things on one hand like the negatives of it to be yeah. honest it's so supportive um but for what I look for in a principal is some is, is somebody that's cognizant of the fact that I do have an Instagram page and that I do have that passion as, uh, as well but also someone that I can go to with fresh and new ideas my my mind I'm telling you Robbie it never stops I'm always thinking of something yeah. new or something exciting and people say Hayley how, how, <laughs> how did you think of that or how did you come up mm -hmm. with that I, I don't know it's just I've always been creative I've you know my friends from even secondary school I had my friend Annabelle there on an episode um, and she like the two of us we we would have always just gone that extra mile with projects and yeah. I remember we 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 entered the South Dublin County Council project and it was about um it was about like social issues but one of them we did it on obesity and we ended up winning the whole thing and we'd only decided a week before that we were going to do it like it's just those kind of I don't know I've just always been someone that's thought outside the box and so I suppose with a principal I'd want them to know that I, I suppose you could call me a little bit mad, but I'd always be um very enthusiastic. So somebody that'd be able to, you know, manage that, you know, I, like I'd be, I'd be very passionate about teaching. And so I just, I with students, I never see a limit on their learning. So for me as a teacher, I just wouldn't want someone to put a limit on that either. So somebody that embraces that and supports that is what I would look for. Yeah, that's and as I said, go back to earlier, you're in control of that, yeah. you know, yeah, it's, yeah. Uh, you know, the timing of maybe 
uh, scheduling a meeting with whoever principal that you might have uh, or any principal throughout your career. Yeah. Um, you know, I think the timing or schedule a meeting to discuss your ideas, your plans, yeah. uh, what initiatives, you, you know, yeah. what initiatives, because you have a lot of passion. You have yeah. passion, you have talent, you're looking for experience and you're, you, you'd be obviously keen to lead whatever initiative that you feel comfortable leading. Yeah. Um, but you know, you just but it's a it's a it's a it's a balance of finding a fine balance of pacing yourself as well, Haley. Totally. You know, um, that you know when you go into any job or any role. Yeah. I suppose baby steps. You know, yeah. um, that's another thing to look at as baby steps. You'll have your class will be your priority. Totally. And I suppose from what you just said, from a principal point of view, it's just a small word of uh, not warning, but uh, just something to be aware of is. Yeah always from an nqt or any teacher mm -hmm. um as i said initiative overload or whatever it may be yeah. teaching and learning and your class are your priority totally. you know so yeah. if you're doing something as a school and if you and they decide to do something as a school super yeah and if you can add something to that or an awful lot to that mm. uh which you no doubt you will put put yourself forward yeah. you know and learn from others etc but definitely pace yourself yeah um like that, like I wouldn't be able to take on, say, I probably wouldn't mm. put myself forward for, say, Shock Nguelga or something, because, yeah. you know, that wouldn't be, whereas mm. my friend, you know, Moon Toward Gems, like she, yeah. she, that would be her thing down to the ground, or like I wouldn't mm. be the most musical, or I wouldn't be the most sporty, yeah. you know, there's other areas and strengths that I'd have, so like I think for everyone, and like not just NQTs, I think for you know, I think it's important then, you know, for principals when hiring, like to have yes, a yeah. broad range of talents, really, because oh, you're not going to have everyone yeah. that loves the GAA, because sure. Yeah. <laughs> the traditional, yeah, yeah, the traditional view of teachers or whatever. Yeah. But yeah, you, of course, you play it to your strengths. Mm -hmm. and you, only you uh, and you'll improve on your strengths or, you know, you might, you know, when you are full time teaching, find out that you have a hidden strength as well or a yeah. hidden draw for a certain language or yeah. be it sbhe or whatever it may be yeah um but yeah play at your strengths and ease yourself into it as well at the same time um i suppose another thing we're basically we're on about quotes earlier that stuck to me but another thing i'd like to mention before we go is um the four agreements uh don miguel ruiz i have that poster on my notice board here in the office i have it in the staff room we bring it up at every staff meeting and it's just absolutely superb. So um, the four agreements is the name of a book he wrote. And number one is to be impeccable with your word. And that is something that in any walk of life, you know, it's something that we strive to do. Mm -hmm. Number two is to do not take anything personally, which can be hard at times, but I yeah. suppose in teaching and in life in general, um, you know, it's don't take anything personally where possible. Mm -hmm. Number three is don't make assumptions. It's it's dangerous to make assumptions or to be, yeah, just to, to overthink something or whatever. Mm -hmm. And number four, I suppose the best one of all in teaching, in life, no matter what your role is, is to always do your best. So wow. I think for teachers, for educators, um, or for anyone working in any walk of life, if you follow those or keep those, four agreements um, to the forefront of your thinking, or you might need it to ground you at some stage. But I often look up to my right here in the office and I see the four agreements on wow. my notice board. It is something that in the hustle and bustle of school, um, hustle and bustle of life, really 
it grounds me, as I said, it really grounds me and it really kind of puts a perspective on everything. You know, if you break them down, uh, you won't go far wrong if you take those into consideration. Yeah, I think that's a lovely way to end yeah. this episode, Robbie. Um, definitely something that I would love to have on my wall too, yeah. like even in my workspace where I do a lot of my my work. Robbie, where can people find you now um, that want to get in touch, uh, want to check what out the things that you like to post about? Um, and maybe if you'd just like to finish off this episode. And I just want to say thanks so much for joining me on this episode too. No problem whatsoever, Hayley. Thank you. It's been a pleasure and great to chat to you. And best of luck with your future endeavours. No Aww. doubt you will be superb in whatever school is lucky enough to um, secure you for whatever period of time. But as I said, thank you again. I enjoy, and like from my point of view, again, as a, as a principal, I enjoy watching what you put up on Instagram, what the latest, I suppose, <laughs> friends are in teaching, what that keeps me up to date. Um, on different bits and pieces as well, you know, and I like, and it's it's superb to to see the different methodologies, the different thinking, etc. And uh, where can people find me? It's at Positive Primary Principal on Instagram, um, and um, pop pop me a message. I'm glad to help out anybody, answer questions, and help where possible. Um, so that's where you can find me. <laughs> Thank you.